Okay, well, I'll get straight into reading from Zechariah chapter one, and I'm reading from verse seven. On the 24th day of the 11th month, the month of Shabbat, in the second year of Darius, the word of the Lord came to the prophet Zechariah, son of Berechiah, the son of Iddo. During the night I had a vision, and there before me was a man mounted on a red horse. He was standing among the myrtle trees in a ravine. Behind him were red, brown, and white horses. I asked, what are these, my Lord? The angel who was talking with me answered, I will show you what they are. Then the man standing among the myrtle trees explained, they are the ones the Lord has sent to go throughout the earth. And they reported to the angel of the Lord who was standing among the myrtle trees, we have gone throughout the earth and found the whole world at rest and in peace. Then the angel of the Lord said, Lord Almighty, how long will you withhold mercy from Jerusalem and from the towns of Judah, which you have been angry with these 70 years? So the Lord spoke kind and comforting words to the angel who talked with me. Then the angel who was speaking to me said, proclaim this word. This is what the Almighty says. I am very jealous for Jerusalem and Zion. I am very angry with the nations that feel secure. I was only a little angry, but they went too far with the punishment. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I will return to Jerusalem with mercy, and there my house will be rebuilt, and the measuring line will be stretched out over Jerusalem, declares the Lord Almighty. Proclaim further that this is what the Lord Almighty says. My towns will again overflow with prosperity, and the Lord will again comfort Zion and choose Jerusalem. Then I looked up, and before me were four horns. I asked the angel who was speaking to me, what are these? He answered me, these are the horns that scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. Then the Lord showed me four craftsmen. I asked, what are these coming to do? He answered, these are the horns that scattered Judah so that no one could raise their head, but the craftsmen have come to terrify them and throw down these horns of the nations who lifted up their horns against the land of Judah to scatter its people. Amen. <laughs> Would you like me to carry on, Gareth? Yes, please. Morning, everyone at Christ Church and whoever else might be watching or listening. Uh, we greet you from a very uh, snowy pandemonium. It's white and we're expecting more. <coughs> Excuse me. So today we want to tell you, in case you don't know, that a celebration in the Hebrew calendar has just finished. It began at sundown on January the 27th through to sundown on January the 28th. It's a celebration called Shabbat or Shabbat, and it is the new year for trees. Now, that may sound uh, rather strange, but uh, I hope as we go through this with you that you'll understand why this is such a celebration for the Jews. 
So the new year for trees, and you can see the picture, I think, that Gareth has put up. So there are three things that emerge from Shabbat or Shabbat. Firstly, it is a time of abundance. It represents the bringing forth of produce from the trees after a rainy season. For those who are interested in the climate, it's a time to remember that the earth is our means, our source of abundance and sustenance. This abundance comes not only from the knowledge of what's happening on the planet, but also a reminder that as followers of the Messiah, of Jesus, that we should live our lives abundantly, trusting God to sustain us so that we can advance the kingdom of God. We can remind ourselves of what it says in John 10, 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I, Jesus, have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. And this month of Shabbat, Shabbat, this celebration at the end of, for us, January, is a reminder of those things. And so we ask, Lord Jesus, that you would just be with us in receiving the abundance that you have for us through whatever means that you want to bring it. The month of Shabbat, or Shabbat, is mentioned in one place in Zechariah, which Leslie has just read to you. I'll remind you of what it said in case you didn't notice. On the 24th day of the 11th month, that is the month Shabbat, in the second year of Darius, the word of the Lord came to Zechariah the prophet, the son of Berechiah, the son of Ido, during the night. And a man was riding on a red horse, and he was standing among the myrtle trees which were in the ravine with red brown and white horses behind him. As you read this whole chapter, you'll see that it's about God ending his judgment after 70 years. And he's doing that towards Israel and towards Jerusalem specifically. In verse 16, it says, this is what the Lord says. I will return to Jerusalem with mercy and there my house will be rebuilt. And the measuring line will be stretched out over Jerusalem, declares the Lord Almighty. Verse 17, proclaim further. This is what the Lord Almighty says. My towns will again overflow with prosperity. And the Lord again will comfort Zion and choose Jerusalem. So you can see perhaps why it's so important for our Jewish brothers and sisters to actually celebrate these things. Now, you'll notice that uh, Zechariah is in the midst of the myrtle trees and myrtle trees in the scriptures are a symbol of fruitfulness and being sustained. And it's fitting that Zechariah received his visions among these trees in this time of Shabbat. Now, the scripture promises us really that there will be abundance in our lives. I haven't got time to go into it, but I'm thinking that abundance and prosperity are not necessarily the same things. So what does Psalm 1 remind us of? 
that we can be like a tree planted by streams of water that yield its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. In all we do, we prosper. So Shabbat symbolizes the turn from winter to spring in Israel. And although it may not seem very much like that to us here at this time, spring is actually not far away. And there's already evidence in our gardens of that being the case. So Shabbat begins the term from winter to spring in Israel. It's time of year when the earliest blooms appear on some trees. It's a day to give thanks for the abundance that the Lord has given. Now that abundance can look different to each one of us in different places, in different nations at this particular time. We remember some of those who are really struggling at this time, whether it's in the Yemen or Ethiopia or Somalia and in other places like Nigeria also. And so we look for abundance for our brothers and sisters who are there. We think about what they need at this time and we pray blessing of abundance upon them. So after each of these three points, we want to give you a reflection and Gareth's going to follow up these reflections during the course of his five day studies that you receive by email from Monday to Friday. So we're gonna pause after this for just a moment, but here's our question to each one of us. Reflect on those areas in your life or the life of your family where you want to see abundance in 2021. I'll repeat that again. We want to reflect for a moment on those areas in our lives and the lives of our families where we want to see abundance in 2021. And as you reflect on that now, and as you reflect on it over this next week, we trust that the Holy Spirit will give you some guidance, some inclination, some revelation of these specifics and hopefully that by the end of 2021 we'll have something to share specifically with each other about what that's looked like. So we're going to pause for a moment just to be quiet, just focus on the Lord in prayer and listening and ask the Holy Spirit to give us revelation. Father, we thank you that you are the one who is able to sustain us through all the circumstances and situations of life. And we pray that as we celebrate with the Jewish people this special time of Shabbat, that you would also enable us to give thanks in faith, in anticipation of the abundance that you're going to bring to us. We ask that in the name of Jesus. Amen. And now we move on to point two, which Leslie is going to share. 
So point two is a time of advancement. It's a time of new beginnings, a time of opportunity. Midrash, a biblical exegesis by ancient Judaic authorities, explains various reasons why Moses spent the month of Shabbat translating the first five books of the Bible into the 70 languages then spoken. Now, whether Moses did that or not, it stands for the taking of opportunity to do something new, something not done previously. It's about making good use of the season. Now, we're taking the opportunity, as some of you will know, to um, start decluttering our house. We have two units at the Acorn Antiques, which is not far from you in Gwersucht, um, where we have taken some of the um, things from our house. We've taken much of our collection of Christmas nativities and Indo-Chinese articles from Russ's family, amongst other things as well. Now, in, in the, first, the first five books of Moses, as they say in Hungarian, the Torah, um, Deuteron uh, Genesis to Deuteronomy, the first of these books is a book of beginnings. Genesis starts, and how does it start? It starts in the beginning, God created. Now for us, there's so much at the moment that's new. We've got new vaccines, new strains leading to new travel arrangements. We've got a new US president. And there are great expectations of a new beginning with his presidency, and it's marked by some in the American press as an opportunity. Now here are some good words from Biden's speech at the inauguration. We'll press forward with speed and urgency, for we have much to do in this winter of peril and significant possibility. Much to do, much to heal, much to restore, much to build and much to gain. Few people in our nation's history have been more challenged or found a time more challenging or difficult than the time we're in now. But I felt encouraged as well after his speech at the young black poet laureate who spoke at the inauguration, one of her poems. And just a, a couple of lines that spoke to me about this time. This is an era, of an era of just redemption we feared at its inception. We did not feel prepared to be heirs of such a terrifying hour, but within it we found the power to author a new chapter, to offer hope and laughter to ourselves. So while we once asked, how could we possibly prevail over catastrophe? Now we assert, how could catastrophe possibly prevail over us? Now for us, winter drones on, and we often feel that the cold will never end. Thoughts of warm sunshine seem like a distant memory. Now on Wednesday of last week, we had flooding and snow the same day. Uh, and for us now, so many in tier four lockdown, uh, we have cabin fever as well. Now in the land of Israel, the winter season is somewhat different. At this time, there's plenty of rain, 
but the hills and fields all over the country turn a lush and emerald green as some new crops appear. Grasses and weeds also flourish and can turn the dry and arid landscapes into beautiful fields of green. We may feel that the virus drones on, restrictions, physical distance between friends and family, but look to vaccines, turmoil in the USA, but look to new president, a new day and a fresh agenda. The fifth book of Moses, Deuteronomy, looks to a new beginning in the promised land. The Israelites had spent 40 years trudging round a wilderness, but Moses died at the end of that in sight of the promised land, as we can read in Deuteronomy 34 and verses one to three. Now, previously they'd spent a group of, sent a group of spies to spy out this promised land and they came back very despondent and it was only Joshua and Caleb who could see the new and the opportunity to advance into a new future. And as we begin this time of reflection, I want to ask, do you sense that what God says in Isaiah 43 could be true? See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. If this season of COVID-19 seems like a wilderness, then the eyes of faith will be necessary to see the new coming. Our hearts will need to know the creative word of God that makes the new possible. Our will, will have to choose to cause us to move forward towards the new. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse one says, now faith is confident in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancient, ancients, ancients were commended for. So we'll just spend another few moments in quiet as we contemplate some of these things. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Father, we ask that our circumstances and our situations will not cause the eyes of faith to be dimmed. We ask Holy Spirit that you will come and you will encourage us to believe that good things are going to come from these bad and very difficult times. We wait on you for revelation again. Father, forgive us if we keep thinking about wanting to go back the way that things were before. Help us to see that, that new times are ahead, maybe different times, but that there is something more 
and to long to go back is actually to not engage with you. But to look forward is to engage with you and to see what you are doing and what you're going to do. We pray for all those today who struggle with COVID or the effects of COVID. We pray for all our nurses and doctors and carers, whether in hospital or care homes or wherever. We ask for a renewed strength and energy to be able to do the things that they need to do. And we pray for our scientists and governments and others too as well, that they will all be encouraged and energized, particularly our prime minister and the government, to help us to move forward and to look to what you're preparing next. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Our third and final point is that it's a time of appointments. I don't know whether you know, but the sign of the month of Shabbat is Aquarius, and Aquarius is the water bearer or the water carrier. And there's a very well-known water carrier in scripture. I wonder if you know, if I say, who is Hadassah in the Bible? Well, Hadassah is the Jewish name for Esther, and I'm sure many of you are aware of her story. I wonder if you know what Hadassah means. The name Hadassah is derived from the Hebrew word, a myrtle tree, and the myrtle has a pleasant fragrance. So you can see how we're connecting now Esther and her story in the book of that name, with this particular event, Shabbat. Of course, a myrtle tree has a sweet smell, but it also has a bitter taste. And so you can see that to the one Esther was a good taste once she'd listened to the righteous Mordecai, her uncle, but an adverse taste, a bitter taste, to the wicked man, her man, who was hanged. Now, myrtle trees can be used for all sorts of things. They can make medicine. They often represent love, beauty, peace, fruitfulness, and sustenance. And interesting to know that the myrtle flourishes best in shady and watery places. So maybe that has a relevance as well for you in the sense really that your circumstances and situations where God is asking you uh, to flourish and blossom and grow are not necessarily the circumstances that you would want to be in. But you can see from the story of Hadassah, of Esther, how good things can come from the most difficult of circumstances. So there is a scent of God, a fragrance of God that goes with Esther and that even her husband, the king, recognizes. And Paul reminds the Corinthians in chapter 2 and verse 14, 15 and 16, God uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ amongst those who are being saved and those who are perishing. 
to the one we are an aroma that brings death, to the other an aroma that brings life. And so that's true for us as well at this time, that just as Esther Hadassah was there for a particular moment, a time of appointment in her life and in her destiny, she had come to the kingdom for such a time as this, her uncle challenged her to think about. So you and I, I believe, really, are here for such a time as this. Like Esther, we are royal people. We're a royal priesthood, Peter says to us in his letter. And Esther was a water carrier, a water bearer for her people. You can see the picture that Gareth has got for us. God used her to save and bless a nation. And she had the approval of the earthly king and the heavenly king to do it as well. So I just want to encourage you to believe really that there are times of appointments for our lives, even at this moment, even in these circumstances, even in these difficult times, those moments are there for us. Ordained by the Lord and made maybe permissible and possible by those who are around us, who want us just to bring them what they need at this time. I believe we're not limited in this season. You can convey the water of life through the post, the telephone, the internet, through Zoom, FaceTime. God has given us means to be a water carrier to others who are needy and thirsty for his love and his care and his provision. Of course, we'll need to step out from where we are. Maybe we lack courage. Maybe we're timid. Well, we will require us to step out of that place and to step forward into our confidence in God, that he is leading us, guiding us, and speaking to us. Maybe you remember that one of the duties of the Old Testament priests was to bless people. In order to do this, they were told that they had to stand up and to step forward. And that's exactly what we're required to do so often. From the place where we are, even inside us, to stand up and to move towards the person that God wants us to bless. So our time of reflection now is about asking us to reflect with the Holy Spirit on who are we to be a water carrier towards. So we take this moment again just to be quiet and just to ask the Holy Spirit in this time to guide us to those appointed times, those appointed movements of, towards people in this coming week, near or far, to whom we can be a water carrier, a water bearer, a blessing. So we spend a moment in quietness together. So, Father, we thank you that in this lesson of Shabbat, at this time of the month, that we can see, Father, that there are blessings here for us that we can reside in. The time of abundance, the time of advancement, the time of appointments. 
We ask, Father, that we would understand how these things relate to us even today in 2021. And that, Father, that you would give us testimonies of the goodness of God in the land of the living at this time that we may share with one another, that we may encourage with one another, that we may encourage one another and that we may encourage others to be who God has called them to be at this time. And so, Father, for those who are watching and those who are listening, wherever you may be, may you be blessed this Shabbat as you walk out God's word in your lives. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.